Are Chase Brown and Ty Chandler worth picking up and playing right away in fantasy down the stretch in the playoffs? And what should you do at streaming quarterback, tight end, and defense to help you as well? It's time to break down the Week 16 waiver wire with another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We have finally flipped the page to week 16. Can't believe it's here. For some of you in shallower leagues, this is the opening of the fantasy football playoffs. For some of you, congratulations for advancing to maybe the semifinal round. So a lot of stuff to still unpack here and a lot of uh, disappointment there from week 15. But if you survived and advanced to week 16, we're going to help you with waiver wire because Look, there's been injuries. We still need help. Even if we've got a great loaded playoff team, there's still some holes we've got to fill with all these quarterback injuries and all that. And we're going to help you do that with streamers there tight end defense and then look at some running backs still falling out of the sky that can help you pretty well here either as an RB Tour Flex. So we'll get into all that here. First, I have to tell you this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL. For $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is Locked On Fantasy Football. Your destination become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironwood. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, let's get started here. We got all our business out of the way, so let's dive right in. And first, before we get into waiver wire, we got to look at what happened. We have to. What happened on Monday night? Drew Locke comes through with the Jackson Smith Najigba tight or touchdown there late to win the game. But weird, weird game overall, especially on the Eagle side. So DK, pretty good game for him. Smith Najigba was doing nothing, but then he scored a long touchdown. Ken Walker did something in this really brutal matchup against the Eagles. Drew Locke didn't do much, but really, Michelle, I'm interested. What is going on with the Eagles? This did not look good at all for Jalen Hurts and all the weapons. Well, first off, I wanted to let you know that Ken Walker finally had a good game because he was against me. Um, I needed A.J. Brown to outscore Ken Walker. And the the first time Ken Walker decides to be good in the last month is in a tough matchup, only because he knew he was going up against Michelle Majuk uh, in fantasy. So you're welcome for everyone who needed Kenneth Walker to do well. But yeah, this Eagles offense... I will say, I feel like every single game they're playing in the rain. <laughs> I, It's insane, but it's every it single <laughs> game. It, there's so many. Uh, they've been on primetime so often, and just it, it seems like just all of these primetime games have been rainy. So many rainy games this year, but for the Eagles, it, it really just seems like it's always rainy. So maybe that's messing with their passing game, but you would think they'd be running better. I mean. I thought they were going to lean on DeAndre Swift way more than they did. He had 74 rushing yards on 18 carries, and then Jalen Hurts stole both of the rushing touchdowns, so he didn't have a good game. Luckily, if you had Hurts, he did get those two rushing touchdowns because 143 passing yards and two interceptions, zero passing touchdowns. A.J. Brown didn't do much of anything. Devonta Smith, nothing. Dallas Goddard, nothing. They play the Giants next week. Like, 
hopefully they can get back on track, but that's another outdoor game. It'll probably be raining in New York or snowing. Yeah, maybe they should change the show title. It's always rainy in Philadelphia or wherever they're playing. It's just bad. Like I just don't get it. It's just I didn't I didn't understand the game plan at all. Then Jalen Hurts throwing up that terrible bomb to Quez Watkins that essentially allowed the Seahawks to win the game. Come on, this is just terrible. I think Hurts is also playing hurt. I mean, I, there's it's not something totally right about him right if you look at it he's a little tentative his arm a little tentative in terms of getting hit and taking more abuse and then on top of everything else he was sick and maybe he should have just sat right oh he looked miserable he yeah like you should have sat him played a healthy marcus mariota or tanner mckee see what you could get from him look but that version of hurts is not going to help you so Look, it's the Giants. The Giants are a weird team. Sometimes you can explode on them offensively all around with the passing and running game. But I'm interested to see what they do next week. But, yeah, they need to get well game. Luckily, if you're still alive in fantasy with Eagles assets, they get the Giants this week, and then they get the Cardinals, hopefully in a non-rainy Philadelphia there in championship week. So that would be a get well game for everyone. Now, Michelle, let's uh, quickly talk about some injuries that are affecting maybe the waiver wire this week. So they're all kind of related. So we'll get into that. Uh, Jamar Chase, Keaton Mitchell, Jane Reed, Michael Pittman, Zach Moss, where we still have the Jonathan Taylor situation. Trevor Lawrence might miss a game. I know you weren't looking at Zach Wilson, but he did have the commanders this week. So that's a streamer maybe off the table. And Tyree Kill, Chris Olave. I think these are maybe the replacements we're looking for mainly this week, right? Yeah, the news came out that Jamar Chase is likely to miss some time with the shoulder injury. That's really bad timing for the fantasy playoffs, but maybe we'll talk about Tyler Boyd in a little bit if he's a good pickup or not. Jaden Reed, I mean, the Packers are just injured right now, right? So if you're counting on Jordan Love, you really need Jaden Reed and Christian Watson to be back. And then you brought up Zach Wilson. Like, yeah, you probably weren't going to be brave enough to start him against the commanders in the playoffs anyways. But for Garrett Wilson, I do think Zach Wilson will at least pepper him with targets against the commanders. So hopefully he can make it back with from the concussion instead of being, I don't even know who it would be at this point. They have rotating quarterbacks back there. And then, yeah, it'd be huge uh, for fantasy managers to get Tyreek Hill and Chris Alave back this week. But We'll, we'll hop into those priority pickups on the waivers uh, if you're still looking to grab someone and help you out win your second round of your playoffs. But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through email. I can oblige for all of these things right here that they're saying. I use this app all the time when I'm buying tickets. It's so easy. I can always count on them the day of the events. Get on. I know I'm getting the best price on my tickets. And uh, I feel very safe using this app. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, all you have to do is create an account on the Game Time app. 
and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Terms do apply. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, just at the top here, Vinny. I just, he probably was picked up last week if he was even out there, but a check for Ty. Ty Chandler, right? Vikings running back in case he's still sitting out there for you. He has two nice matchups against the Lions and the Packers over the next two weeks. Played over 80% of the Vikings snaps last week with Alexander Madison out. I mean, he was great, right? Because he got all the touches. Shocker that when you get, when you just feed one back, it's just way better than trying to, you know, deal with multiple running backs back there. But let's just keep Alexander Madison out, right? If you're hoping for Ty Chandler. Yeah, I don't understand i mean they didn't or they maybe tried to treat madison this way he just wasn't up for the task and partly oh he never got close to 23 yeah he was not this good i mean he was a struggle for him to fight near the goal line to get anything he just wasn't good at that role and you'd think he was a bigger power back but ty chandler has some juice and he's someone worth watching next year right i think these are some of the guys that were planting the seed there for our drafts as potential rb2 steals now chandler looked amazing last week and we know also is a very good matchup, right? The Bengals, it doesn't get much better than that. The Lions are a little bit tougher, but if he gets that work in the passing game, and look, what you have to hand to Nick Mullins here, you open up everything, right? Jordan Addison came to life, Justin Jefferson was. So you have to account for those receivers downfield and the Lions struggle. There's going to be some running lanes for Chandler. So you can definitely play him this week based on the volume alone. Now, Chase Brown is the other guy. He is a little bit more available widely in leagues, partly because he's not the main guy, right? I mean, Joe Mixon is still there. And look, he had a modest game after the big game he had just a couple weeks ago. But I think he's going to get more run. They like him a lot, and they're playing the Steelers this week. I don't know what happened to the Steelers, Michelle. Well, I think I do. They're They're, so bad. I think they're They're very soft in the middle. Yeah, they're very soft in the middle, right? Their defense is falling apart in the middle. If the combination with Zach Moss being out of Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson can go off, I feel really good about Joe Mixon and Chase Brown this week. Uh, Brown is a flex. Yeah, for Chase Brown, especially like he had another 10 touches last week, right? So it's not, it's definitely not like you feel great about him. But if you really need, you know, another guy to go into your RB2 spot, if you're dealing with an injury, I do think he's a viable option, especially in PPR leagues. But I will say, even if you don't need him for this week and like you, you're, there's no reason to just like your bench you can play around with right now, right? You don't need to uh, worry too much about having that depth for the season because there's literally two games left. So if you don't need him this week, just still pick him up because what if Joe Mixon were to get injured this week? Yeah. And then you can have Chase Brown all by himself in this backfield in your championship week. So just put him on your bench even if you don't need him because they'll likely have to you know pass a lot against the Chiefs and Chase Brown could get those receptions in uh, week 17. Another guy that's getting receptions as of late and might need to be used more in that area uh, going forward is Jarek McKinnon, Chiefs running back. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is coming back, but he could still be a very viable PPR option. We saw it happen last year, even when Pacheco was there. They have two nice matchups coming up for running backs against the Raiders and the Bengals. McKinnon has three touchdowns over his last four games played with two receiving touchdowns. And now Sky Moore is on IR and Kadarius Tony is the absolute worst. Like they need to utilize McKinnon yeah. in the passing game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now, Rashi Rice has been the best and then Travis Kelsey, I don't know what's happening to him. He's slowing down. I'm going to come in and out of games all the time. This could be near the end. Maybe he's thinking about his future, you know what I mean, off the field and just uh, kind of checked out a little bit. So when I look at 
Pacheco right. I, I think Jarek McKinnon makes Pacheco better because he's a good change of pace. And we also saw what else can Jarek McKinnon do? Apparently he can pass and steal touchdowns <laughs> from Patrick Mahomes too. So he's just a weird gadget player, but again, weird gadget players have come through in fantasy quite a bit here this season. So why not? I mean, it's a crazy enough year that you could look at Jarek McKinnon. He seems like an ideal sneaky flex play, especially because they could blow out the Raiders. They could be careful with Pacheco, right? And his usage and his return. And you could see a very split backfield here. The Raiders, we know stink against running backs. I know the Austin Eckler thing from last week, but that was an anomaly. They are really bad against the run now we talked about keaton mitchell going down with his knee injury well justice hill has a little bit of value i do not love it although the 49ers all of a sudden leaked against the cardinals against the run james connor and mari dimarcato even had some juice in that game so i think it's part of it is the 49ers injuries but mm-hmm. still justice hill if you had keaton mitchell i think you pick him up but that's the only way you do it yeah, I mean, Javon, Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead were both out on the, the 49ers defensive line. You know, that really is going to hurt their run game. If they're back, It's I think it's going to be fine again. And it's really the Gus Edwards show. I think uh, yeah. Justice Hill will get a few carries, but he's not as explosive as a Keaton Mitchell where you can take anything to the house. So I don't love the next two matchups for him, and that's yeah. the rest of the fantasy season. So I'm not dying to pick him up. Obviously, if Gus Edwards goes down, then Justice, Justice Hill would become a volume play, but only that. And then we do have to pay attention to the Colts backfield yep. situation, right? Is Jonathan Taylor going to come back? What's happening to Zach Moss? What happened with his arm? Why did he leave the game? I, I really haven't heard anything. Uh, but if those two miss, then Trey Sermon or Tyler Goodson would be viable options this week. They get the Falcons. It was Trey Sermon who led the backfield in carries last week with 17. But Trey Goodson had more fantasy points because he got the two targets uh, while Sermon had zero targets. Is there one that you would prefer if uh, Taylor and Moss both missed? The problem I have is I'm not exactly sure where this game script is going. I'd like to have a better idea because Goodson looked like the better pass catcher. Trey Sermon looked like the better power runner. He was drafted like that for the 49ers. Didn't work out there. It's Falcons power run defense. Keep in mind, they've struggled also. Key defensive injury there with Grady Jarrett. They allowed a big game to Chuba Hubbard last week. So I think I would lean toward the power back Sermon here in this game because Atlanta struggles a little bit more with that type of back. And I could also see the Colts playing from ahead. They're a very good road team this year. And we'll watch with Michael Pittman, too. I mean, that could be another factor where they might have to throw to Goodson a little bit more. So all kinds of weird factors here. But I would say I wouldn't look at either back as more than a flex, right? They could go hot hand. They could go all that. But I think if Moss and Taylor are both out, I think certainly they're playable, right? I mean, the Falcons' defense does not shut down a lot. So I think – you're banking on them being a little ahead. So I would lean Sermon over Goodson, no matter what Atlanta does on their side. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Hopefully Jonathan Taylor just comes back and we don't yeah, have to worry about that. And we have Taylor in our lineup. So that would be amazing. Moving on to some wide receivers that you can consider picking up. Now, Noel Brown has been all over the place. Now he might be rostered because of those huge games earlier on, or he there's a good chance he was dropped because he had the injury, missed some games, and then he had zero receiving yards and receptions in weeks 13 and 14 before having a great game in week 15 with 11 targets, eight receptions, 82 yards, and a touchdown. That was with uh, who started for them? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Now, yes. hopefully, C.J. Stroud's back, right? And we did see two huge blow-up games from Noah Brown with C.J. Stroud, but they get the Browns this week. Uh, it is at least in Houston. So the Browns will be on the road 
And then, you know, maybe Nico Collins is back as well. How are you feeling about Noah Brown? Yeah, we'll see what happens with Collins. I mean, uh, that was a big factor, and we're glad we had Keenum in there instead of Davis Mills because I would not have known exactly what to do there. But I think having the veteran quarterback coming in, I think that really helped Noah Brown that situation because keep in mind, Mills did not have any chemistry because Brown is new to the team this year as Keenum was, so maybe he had a little bit of second team love, right? So that's what I'm thinking of that happened with this team. So when you look at it overall, yeah, He's by default has to be a key receiver, especially if Collins is out. So I think you play him just based on that fact. Now, Zay Jones will check injury. I, I don't know if you can trust him too much here anyway, but I don't know. The Jaguars not going in the right direction. It is a good matchup this week against the Buccaneers, but the complication, Michelle, is that Trevor Lawrence, this actually could be an injury he has to miss time with concussion protocol, right? You can't play if you're not cleared where the other ones you can play through them. You can't do that with a concussion according to the NFL rules. So if he's out, then you have CJ Beathard and then maybe you get Beathard and Joe. I don't know. I think I want to avoid the Jaguars as much as possible, but I think given that we have the injury there to Keenan Allen lingering as well as the Mark Jamar chase, I think Josh Palmer and Tyler Boyd are really good options this week. Palmer, Look, it's the Bills, and it can be tough, but they can be beaten on the outside for some big plays. We know that without Tredavis White. And then Boyd, look, T. Higgins has to be the number one outside, but Boyd has to be elevated, right, to the number two to really help. And again, the Steelers secondary, Michelle, you know they have one good guy, and maybe Joey Porter Jr. will be on T. Higgins, and Higgins can use his size there. So maybe it opens up for Boyd elsewhere in the slot on the outside. Yeah, I think if I had to go between Zay Jones, Tyler Boyd, and Josh Palmer, I do think Palmer would be my last choice. I get all the injuries, but it's still with Easton Stick. 79 of his 113 yards and that touchdown came on that one long catch, right? You can't just take that away, but that was later in the game. It was just that one long catch, and you did nothing else the rest of the game. It was Everett, Gerald Everett, who led the team with eight targets. Eckler had six. Josh Palmer only had four. And it's against the Bills, so it's not like a great matchup for him. And then the Broncos the next week. I don't really love those two. I do love Zay Jones' matchup, and I'm fine rolling with him for high upside, even with C.J. Beathard. I'll say that. And then I really like him if Trevor Lawrence is there. But Tyler Boyd does feel like the safest bet to yeah. get you at least you know 10 points in fantasy because the Steelers are so incredibly bad. And without Jamar Chase, you know, they're going to have to give him some more targets. But what about one last option here? Demario Douglas. It seems like such a low upside, but he is starting to get targets again. You know, there really is nobody else there for Bailey Zappi besides Hunter Henry, who we might be talking about in the next section. But against the Broncos this week, how are you feeling about him as an option? Yeah, we've talked about how bad the Broncos are against uh, running backs, and that should help Ezekiel Elliott rebound this week. I think it's going to be a little bit better matchup overall. They'll stay in the game. I don't expect either team to pull away, right? I mean, it's not like the, they're playing the Chiefs this week. Who who did pull away in that game and didn't really allow things? So now you look at Demario Douglas here, and the slot – is up and down for the Broncos. Last week, Amon Ross St. Brown kind of unheralded, right? He was in a bit of a slump, but he went off with Sam Laporta. So I think it could be the Douglas and Henry show in the middle of the field here a lot. And what you want in this matchup, Michelle, is the Broncos 
to put them in a tough spot and they have to throw quite a bit because Douglas will be open in the short area quite a bit in this game if that happens. So, and keep in mind, I think Juju Smith Schuster missed last week's game. So, you know, Devontae Parker banged up, Smith Schuster can play the slot. So, if Douglas is out there, look, it's low end, but in like low, PPR, yeah. yeah, PPR type formats, he could be viable. And look, Michelle, my team is hurting that I have in the playoffs. Uh, Puka Nakua. But then I have Chris Olave. I'm wondering if he's going to play. I, I, I'm rotating my number three receiver. So Demario Douglas might have to play in a semifinal game. I, I just don't get it. But uh, again, we'll see if Olave plays this week. And look, if you're reaching a little bit, you can if you want to roll the dice with A.T. Perry or Lynn Bowden, Right. No, I think Rashid Shaheed is the best don't option. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> don't do it. It's uh, I, Derek Carr. It's, okay. We will get past that, and he's not a streamer this week, even though they're playing the Rams. So we will get into the quarterbacks that we will stream with more confidence here in our final segment. But first, got to hear from another one of our fine sponsors. All right. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Whether you're hiring for a small business or a little bit bigger than that you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview and that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs has the tools to help and find the right professionals for your team faster and for free it's really great there because we know it's a winning team that you're trying to put together no matter the size of your business and linkedin jobs is going to help narrow it down so you can get the best teammates available there to really boost your business. LinkedIn is just not another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature at LinkedIn that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier, quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Michelle, it is time to close this uh, waiver wire show with our streamers. And basically, everyone is a streamer at this rate, right? It's it's just uh, a matter of one week versus two weeks versus three weeks. So let's get in the quarterbacks. Derek Carr versus the Rams, you might be tempted, but I would stay away. I don't like him on the road. Short week, maybe no Olave, maybe still no Michael Thomas. So do not go there. But Baker Mayfield, if he's still out there, it's been a love-hate relationship with fantasy managers and Baker Mayfield. Every time you think he's going to be terrible, he's not. Every time yeah. you think, okay, we're good with Baker Mayfield, it's bad. But I do like the fact this is at home against Jacksonville this week. The Jaguars can give it up, we know. And he's on fire, Michelle. I mean, he's got Chris Godwin involved. Mike Evans is always doing things. Troy Palmer's out there. Rashad White is giving him some cheap yardage. So Baker, I think you got to roll with him. I mean, this guy is going to be maybe a back-end QB1 if he has a couple more good games this year. Yeah, he's definitely the top option out there if he's on your waivers. Like, you totally brought it up. Anytime we start to believe in Baker Mayfield, yeah. he definitely lets us down. So he could totally Baker Mayfield us, that's for <laughs> sure. But the Jaguars are allowing the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. He is on fire, so it's hard to say anything else than Baker Mayfield is a good start this week. What about Joe Flacco, right? He's had three solid games. I'd say much better. He's much better as a, in a six point pass touchdown league. If it's a four point touchdown league, doesn't offer too much upside because 
He's not going to get any rushing yards. He's not going to get rushing touchdowns. He throws interceptions, right? But the Texans are a, a solid matchup, allowing the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Joe Flacco on the road in Houston. Are you you chancing that? Well, I would play him just based on the weapons, right? Amari Cooper, David Njoku. He's getting the ball to these guys' hands. He's smart. The Texans are not very good against the tight end, right? And Njoku's been his boy. So if he gets the ball to him in good spots, I mean, he's going to be on his way to a good fantasy day, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. And you look at Houston, they're okay on the outside, so it may be a little bit slower for Amari Cooper, but we've also seen Cedric Tillman become more of a factor here in the passing game. So, yeah, I mean, you can probably get 215-2 out of both these guys, Mayfield and Flacco. And Look, Michelle, that is high hand at this point with any of these quarterbacks. If you get 215-2 plus a little bit of random scrambling and maybe rushing touchdown, you're in business. Now, Michelle, I do not want to bring up the Falcons. I just don't, but we will. I just don't get it. This is another stupid Arthur Smith thing that's going on. He benched Desmond Ritter once for Taylor Heineke. And then Heineke got hurt. He went back to Desmond Ritter. Now, Desmond Ritter, as we've known, is not very good on the road. So now we're back home and he wants to go to Taylor Heineke. But Desmond Ritter just had a big game in fantasy, his best game of the season when he was home last time. So this drives me nuts because I really wanted to think about streaming Ritter or Gardner Minshew in this game. But like Taylor Heineke, I don't, I just can't. You just, no, yeah. No, I just can't do it. And the next guy, this is a tough one for me because I thought Drew Locke or Geno Smith could have come through and it was not pretty against the Eagles. Maybe it's the way they've changed their defense a little bit, more man-to-man that we saw. Matt Patricia had eventually burned them with James Bradbury and that uh, winning touchdown there with Jackson Smith and the Jigba. But I don't see the Giants receivers being all that good against the Eagles. They're kind of pedestrian and not great. And I think I'm over Tommy DeVito. I, I think it's forget it. Like, what – I, like he hasn't really had much fantasy relevance, right? Except maybe getting the playmakers involved. But last week was downright terrible. I don't know how we can feel it. But what you're seeing with these unheralded guys, they have a expiration date. Like they can play three or four okay games. But once there's film, people figure them out. They play a decent defense. It's over. So I don't know if I could go with DeVito this week either. Yeah, a lot of DeVito's uh, fantasy points have come from rushing yards, yeah, right? So that's and, what you're hoping for. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if he can get those against the Eagles. I do think he's a better option than a guy like Taylor Heineke. Like, if yeah, you're desperate, maybe getting cute in DFS or something. Uh, yeah. the, because the Eagles have allowed the most points to quarterbacks this season. I'm not going to be like, oh, because they stopped Drew Locke. Like, I know Drew Locke is getting so much love today because – Jackson Smith to Jigma made an amazing catch on the last play. You know, all yeah. you had to do was throw it deep. And <laughs> and now people are like, oh my God, Drew Luck, Drew Luck is yeah. back. The best game ever. It's like, it wasn't a good game until that moment. They had, what, yeah. 13 points in the game. Uh, so I'm not ready to be like, oh, the Eagles defense is better because Drew Luck didn't go off on them. But again, yeah. I don't expect Tommy DeVito to go off on them either. But I do think he's a better option with higher upside than a guy like Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I think you make a good point in DFS because keep in mind that's the Christmas slate. So when you look at the other quarterbacks are going to be expensive, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy. So if you're playing that slate, you're not going to play in O'Connell. So Tommy DeVito might be your cheap pivot if you're doing that to load up your team on Monday. So yeah, we're giving you some DFS advice too as we go along. I mean, this is what streaming is also for, for DFS and now finding some cheap values there. Now let's try to find some at tight end. I think Hunter Henry is clearly everything like flashing lights. Hunter Henry, two big games in a row and has the best matchup. I, I and mean, we talked about this before. Uh, you pretty much agree with that, right? 
Yeah, I, I was I was skeptical about starting him this week because I was just like, ah, it was just two touchdowns and three receptions. But yeah. uh, clearly Bailey Zappi is liking to go to Hunter Henry. He's actually smart and using him when there's no other playmakers on the field, really. And like you said, great matchup against the Broncos. So Hunter Henry is a great play this week if you're looking to start someone. And then Pat Fryermuth oh. probably <laughs> is out go. there because he's done nothing since going off in week 12 against the Bengals. They play the Bengals again. So we know the Bengals are really bad at covering the tight Mason end Rudolph, position. Here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what Mason Rudolph can do. Now, he did put up 120 yards against the Bengals last time, so maybe they focus more in, on stopping Frymuth this game. But he's definitely an, an option. And then Tucker Kraft, my boy, he came yeah. through last week for us. He gets the, car, or the, the Panthers, who are a little bit stingy yeah. against tight ends, but they just haven't really been targeted much. A lot of guys are hurt position. too, so a wide yeah. receiver, so that helps. So I, I think, think he's you keep a better option. Kraft. Yeah, I, I think you could. I mean, him or Dontavian Wicks, it might be down to those two guys, other than Romeo Dobbs this week, right? As the top three targets there, given that uh, Jane Reed has that toe injury. So, yeah, you might be conventional wisdom might say, okay, we're going to go to Dontavian Wicks, who had the leading receiver game against the Buccaneers, but. We know the Panthers have been really tough on wide receivers, especially at home. They're really tough there. So maybe it opens it up just a little bit there for Tucker Craft. And we know from the last two weeks, uh, Jordan Love really trusts him. And maybe Craft is going to be a little bit motivated because Luke Musgrave could return. So you might say in a week or two. So I think Tucker Craft might want to do that. Now, KDOT, and, uh, this is a tough one. I mean, you're basically close your eyes, flip a coin, hope he scores a touchdown, and hope it's not co-keefed again. <laughs> like, yeah. it would have been a fine game for Kate Otten if he had caught that touchdown and said co-keefed caught the touchdown there, random backup tight end that's the same class as Otten. So uh, that's frustrating. But if you need him against the Jaguars, who just could not do anything against Isaiah Likely, I think it's not bad if you're desperate deeper leagues. Yeah, the Jaguars allowing the most yards per reception to tight ends this season. Kate Otten can get those deep receptions from Baker sometimes. It's totally a dart throw, but matchup is nice. And in the end the show here, let's uh, name some streaming defenses we like. Uh, Bears have been killing it. They get the yes. Cardinals. Yeah. Like that, that's just a great defense to have this week. Really uh, I, I picked them up last week. It was great to play them. And then the Colts, who have been a turnover machine, get the. Falcons against Taylor Heineke. That oh, should be yeah. fun. Are there any ones that you like? Yeah, I do like the Bengals. I'm sorry, Michelle. I yeah. didn't mean. I mean, I do too. I hate the Steelers. Listen, <laughs> I mean, I'm Mason so Rudolph is. Yeah, he puts up some 50-50 balls, and that's going to help, right? I mean, I think what they're trying to do is open up the offense a little bit, but at the same time, Mason Rudolph is not risk averse type guy, so that really helps. I mean, it's a road game, so it's a little bit wary, but I think the Broncos are a smash spot as well. At home against uh, Zappi, they're going to have to throw a lot, probably some sacks in the works. But one more I'll add to this list. I know uh, Miami is going to be owned and do well in this one. And the Raiders, you might have to fade off because they're playing the Chiefs. They had the big yeah. game last week. So those were the two big defenses from week number 15. But I think one defense that could go off, and they played really well on Monday night, the Seahawks. They go on the road to Tennessee, and you have a banged-up Will Levis if he plays – they can get, I mean, they were just giving up sacks like no reason last week. So, P. Carroll going in against a young quarterback. Seahawks have some momentum, right? Trying to get in the playoffs. I think you could see them tee off a little bit. So, if you're looking for like a Raiders or Dolphins like sneaky performance, and keep in mind, 
the Titans were destroyed by two teams in a row. The Texans gave up or got a lot of sacks against them, and you had the defensive touchdown and all those fumbles against the Dolphins. So this is the Titans team that you want to definitely exploit there defensively. So Seattle also on the radar for me defensively. Yeah, and I even think you can still roll with the Dolphins this week against the yeah. Cowboys. Cowboys on the road can't play offense, yeah. apparently. Dolphins' yeah. defense is playing so well. So, uh, yeah, that's it for our waiver wire show. We'll get into our running back and quarterback rankings tomorrow. Yeah, it's a critical week. We want to make sure that you have the right to players of those positions in your lineups. We'll get that. We'll look at wide receiver and tight end. And then, of course, we'll look at then our favorite flex plays, deep sleepers, and our prize picks, picks of the week there on Friday's show. So we're just getting started here on Week 16 Analysis for Locked on Fantasy Football. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.